now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. Today, we have an awesome guest, Wendy Koch. She is the author of a novel called A Gray Resort that has recently won an American Fiction Award in 2020. She also has another book on the way. She is the mother of two sets of twins, which is, we're going to talk about that. Wendy, welcome to the show. Hi, it's, thank, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you have a pretty great story and I just, I love sharing these success stories with people so that they understand that there is so many different definitions for it and so many different ways to get there. And so I'm glad to have you on. Can you tell us just a little bit, you know, give us a little background on yourself. Sure. Um, well, I'm kind of a late bloomer. I've done all kinds of different things. I used to be in the service way back when, um, and I went to college. I did a lot of different, different type jobs. I have, um, you know, two sets of twins. They're all teenagers right now. And currently I work um, as a parapro at, at the high school. And I'm also a podcaster and an author. Um, I love to write. So um, I do a lot of that in my spare time. Um, and um, I just enjoy the writing process, everything about it. And I love podcasting as well. Yeah. And it's amazing to, to hear that because you, I know we, it, people might not have heard it, but Wendy said that she has two sets of teenage twins. And I, I missed <laughs> yeah. the teenage part of that, I, although I kind of knew that they were a little bit older. But that has got to be a little tough when you're trying to do writing books and do your own podcast and yeah. things like that. How do you How do you structure that? How do you make these things happen when you've got so much going on? Well, I don't really have a set schedule and I always feel I'm of the mindset that if you really want to accomplish something or if your heart is really into something, you will find the time, you know, um, you will find the time um, to be with the people that you want to be with. You will find the time to organize and do what you need to do. So um, I don't really have uh, that much of a set schedule, especially now, um, you know, my last day at the school was yesterday because we're out on summer break. So um, I have a lot of more free time now, which is great. And uh, during the pandemic, um, you know, I did a lot of my writing at night in the middle of the night, and I was able to get my, the, my second manuscript done. Um, so, you know, and sometimes with writing too, it's kind of like, you know, when the moment strikes me, you know, and I always have like a journal with me. Um, if I'm, you know, running errands and things, I, I always have something very close by that if I get, um, you know, a spark of something like, oh, that would be good for a book or that would be a good character. Um, I always have it nearby. I have paper and pen, um, you know, right next to my nightstand because um, they say sometimes you get the best stuff at night, you know, at, you know, when you're dreaming or whatever, and you, you wake up in the middle of the night and have a great idea. And, you know, if you don't write it down, you, Oh, I'll remember, I'll remember it. And then you wake up the next day and, you know, of course you don't remember. So, um, <laughs> I always have, uh, you know, paper and pen nearby at, you know, I have a journal in my car. So, cause you just never know. I'm a very visual person. Um, and, uh, you just never know when you're going to get flashes of insight. We'll talk about the writing a little bit because, you know, like you said, you mentioned that you're kind of a late bloomer. Did you always like writing? Have you always written? And you just finally, you know, because your book came out in 2019, mm -hmm. correct? You finally just put yes. it down and, and got it out yeah. and, and well, got it published. I always, 
Yeah. So I always loved writing. Even when I was a little girl, um, it was a lot more poetry in short stories. But even when I was little, I mean, I was six or seven writing these stories down. Um, as I got into the higher grades, um, I really was kind of towards poetry. I loved that. And, and I did a lot of short stories. So I always enjoyed the writing process. I um, feel like it was an escape for me. I love to read and write. And um, it was just something I always enjoyed doing. Now, I probably would have had my book out sooner, but, um, you know, in the throes of parenting, um, two sets of twins, four children, you know, when they were all like in diapers and that, um, you know, I just didn't have a lot of time. Um, I, I remember still having ideas and things, of course, and I would just write them down. But um, now that they're a lot more independent, they're teenagers, um, it's hard to keep food in the house, but <laughs> at least, you know... Um, <laughs> you know, one's driving now and that's great. And it just, uh, gives me a lot more time to do, you know, what I like doing. And that's the right uh, writing. I enjoy it. Um, I feel like any story, if it, if it's coming from your heart, it, it's, you know, you're going to find your group of people that will love it and will enjoy, uh, the written word and love what you have to say or you know, write. Yeah. So who is, so how, how has your husband played into this as well? I mean, he's obviously had to be supportive of that a little bit and help you ha help you with two sets of twins. I mean, I can only, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine, uh, we talked a Absolutely. little bit before and I have, I have it. She's going to be eight in October and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting here thinking this is great. She's almost to a part where everything is, you know, she's going to be a little bit more self-sufficient. She won't need as much. And then boom, my wife gets pregnant. So we got another one coming yeah. <laughs> and we're starting yeah, over again. Yeah. But yeah, Having, starting all over with diaper changes and all that. Yeah. Get ready. Like I said, get get your sleep now because the sleep well, deprivation, de desperation is the worst. Oh, deprivation rather. Um, you know, my husband has always been very supportive of me. And um, I don't think I would have been able to get my book published if I hadn't had his support. He's always been uh, terrific. You know, like now he's kind of reining all the kids in, um, you know, because I'm a, on the show. And uh, he's just been a terrific support and always will be. And he always believed in me and he thought it was a great story as well. And um, I knew it was a great story. I, ha I had this like brewing in me. Um, I had these characters kind of swimming around in my head. I'm like, okay, I need to write this down. I need to get this. Um, I need to get the story out. Cause I think I have something here. And um, so the book took to write the book. It took about eight years. And um, as I was writing it, so the premise is um, I grew up in a Northern um, town in Wisconsin, about four hours North of Milwaukee. And I grew up on a summer resort and it was, uh, it was a great place out in the woods. We had eight cabins um, right on the lake. We also had a pool. Um, I didn't realize back then how good I had it. <laughs> and my parents um, were very, they just loved people. They loved all kinds of people. And, you know, we would have uh, these tenants come and they would stay for a week, sometimes two weeks. And on Saturday, it would be changeover day. And then they would leave. And then we'd have the next group of people come in. So during these, uh, on Saturday, later on in the day after, you know, my parents would let them get settled in, they would say, you know, we would love to get together. We're going to have this big picnic party. Would you like to come? And everyone would come and our neighbors would come people from in town. We lived about six miles outside of town and a lot of people from in town would come. And before you know it, we would have this big group of people. So my dad would be the grill master and, um, you know, we just had this uh, kind of like feast. Um, everyone would bring a dish to pass. And um, 
It was just a great, fun time. And then afterwards, my dad would get his guitar out and he'd start singing. And it was just really, um, it was fun, you know. And sometimes people would come if, you know, they didn't have a meal or if they were hungry. And we never ran out of food. And um, it was great. It was just, um, I loved it. So I thought that was kind of a neat, and we had a lot of different characters, like some of the neighbors, um, they were very interesting, and I included some of them in my book, <laughs> and as well as we had some paranormal things happen, um, you know, at the resort and kind of in the surrounding area. So I thought that would make a great premise for the book as well, so... It's interesting that you you said that you have some people that are in there. Did, have have these people read the book? Do they know that you wrote about them? Did they have like, hey, this is this is me? Well, some of them have passed on. Uh -huh. um, so my sister knows that it's her, and um, you know, I've changed the characters' names, of course, and certain aspects of their personality. That if they would read it, they probably wouldn't know unless I specifically told them. Um, but there was one um, couple specifically, they're both, they both passed on, but they were just great. Um, the, the wife, she was a salt of the earth kind of person, very loud in her character. And she plays a major role in the book and she's been very fun to write. And it was really fun writing the book because I would think back to all the different, you know, anecdotal stories that happened. And I thought, oh yeah, that was cool. That was interesting, you know, and uh, it was very fun to, uh, you know, look back on, on that. And that was the fun part of the writing process. Yeah, that's, it, I always like that. Most books that I read are, you know, kind of autobiographical. So it's interesting when it is a mm -hmm. fiction novel or whatever, where it actually is yeah. kind of based on true life. It kind of yes. just gives you that feeling that, you know, this could actually happen. It's kind of that reality. Right. So there are cer certain aspects in there that it did really happen. So when I grew up, I had sort of, I guess you would call a sixth sense, um, the shining. So I kind of knew when things were going to happen before they did. So um, if you read the book, you'll, you'll, you know, right away in the prologue, that was a true story that happened. Um, and of course, there's things there that I completely made up. Um, there's characters that I completely, you know, just made fiction. And there's some ones based on people that I know. So I kind of peppered the two together. And I think it uh, made for a nice story, an interesting story. Um, my goal was um, going into it is, you know, I didn't want to make a lot of money. I didn't want it. That wasn't what it was about. What I wanted it to be about is I wanted to create something that would be hard to put down. I wanted people to read it and it would, they wanted to turn the page. I didn't want it to be just another romance, cheesy romance story. Um, and it's not, you know, it's, it, it, it is the category of romance slash uh, paranormal. But um, I have to tell you, people that have read it, and I've had across all ages and uh, people, they've said, you know, you know, I picked it up. Well, like guys your age, okay, I had a couple <laughs> of them, like, oh, I picked it up thinking, oh, yeah, she's from Wisconsin, and there's a, you know, there's a dock on the cover. Oh, it's about fishing. You know, all they had to do is just turn around and, you know, look. <laughs> but, uh, and then they picked it up reading it, and they thought, you know, it's not about fishing, but... Um, you know, it was hard for me to put it down. I found myself wanting to, you know, keep reading on in the story. And to hear that as an author is just, you know, fantastic. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, I've had uh, high school students come up to me and say, oh, my gosh, that's my most favorite book. I loved it. I gave it to my mom to read, and she ended up liking it, and she's given it to all her friends. It was just 
um, something that they haven't, you know, ever read before. And that's great. And that's exactly um, what I was going for. Yeah, that um, I definitely need to read it now because it sounds it sounds really cool. Uh, my wife does yeah. a book club, and I think I'll probably read it and say, "Hey, you need to use you need to read this in your book club." Oh, I would love it. that. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. So, so this one won an award last year, right? Because it's yes. twenty yep. in twenty twenty. Tell us a little bit about yep. that. Okay, so um, you know, there's different awards that you can enter um, online or whatnot, and I just thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and enter this book in, and I actually kind of forgot um, about it because um, it was like six months later. I get this email that said, you know, you won, you got winner status in, uh, there was a lot of different categories and I won in the romance slash paranormal category. And, um, I was just ecstatic. I, I couldn't believe it. It was, um, very validating for me and, um, very exciting time for me. I, I couldn't believe it. So after, after you won this award, you talked a little bit about it. It sounds like you have another one coming. Um, were you working yeah. on this one right after you got the other one out? Is it something that you've been working on for a while? Um, how did the process go for writing your second book? So I was kind of writing a little bit um, as a great resort. As soon as it came out, um, I was already starting to work on the second book. I knew it should be my uh, another author friend of mine said, you know, you really should do a series. This isn't just, you know, people want to know more about the characters, what is happening with them. Um, it's, it's not just a one book story. You need to have a series. And I'm like, okay, a series. She goes, yeah. And have it three. And, um, I really took her advice to heart and, um, yeah. So I started working on it and, you know, during the pandemic and things, um, I just, uh, dug my heels in and the story just sort of wrote itself. It didn't take eight years to do the second book. It was like a year and a half. And, um, sometimes in the writing process, I don't really know, um, how even the chapter is going to end. I'm just very free flow, organic kind of writing. And, um, I should kind of plan a little bit more, be a little bit more organized that way, but that's just kind of how I write. And, um, it's been great. I introduce a bunch of new characters and then there's the same characters. And I think, um, it flows really nicely um, into the second book and I'm super excited to get it out there and I have a small following of people that, you know, they're excited for the second book to come out as well. And I'm hoping, you know, I just sent it to an editor and it's going to take a few months, but I'm hoping it'll be out October, November of this year. That's the plan anyway. And you're also working on another one, right? With a friend. Is that yep. what you were talking about? Let's talk about that one a little bit. So you've got a whole yeah. other, like a series, right? <clears throat> yeah, well, this well. one is just, yeah, this one is just one book. It's a standalone oh, book. Okay. So um, I'm very excited to be a part of this group. It's called Thriving Beyond Crisis. And um, it's about 21 other authors all from all around the world um, that have might have had obstacles they encountered and how to overcome them. And it's just different um, stories. And I'm a part of that. I'm very excited. And it, that's due to come out sometime in July. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, yeah, we're working on that. They just did a mock-up cover of that book and we're kind of choosing um, the cover for that. And uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things are happening. That sounds like a great story as well. You know, that's kind of what this show is about, showing other people that there are adversities mm -hmm. that you face. I think a lot of times, and I, and I say this a lot, but there's, there's times that people only see the end result. They don't see what it took to get there. And then they also... Yeah you know, kind of shut down, you know, I mean, had you yep. decided, 
you know, four years into writing this book, I just, that's it. I'm done. You know, oh I mean, gosh. I've talked oh, to I, a couple authors who have written the book, got turned down and then like 10 years later, picked it back up and rewrote it and, and, and got it published. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I had a lot of different things happen towards the end of um, before a gray resort got published um, that it almost didn't. I mean, I la- lost half my manuscript online. I had a lot of laptop problems. I didn't know anybody in the publishing industry. Um, I had a lot of stuff um, in front of me that just, uh, you know, I really wanted the story to get out there and I was going to do anything and everything to get it out there. And I kind of rose above all that. But yeah, there were, it wasn't without difficulty. There were things, and I'm like, okay, at one point I was like, this book is going to get out there. <laughs> I don't care um, what happens next. Um, you know, it, and it did. And, you know, you can persevere, especially sometimes I wonder if it's just a sign from the universe when you have all these obstacles in front of you. It's a test, you know, it's a, a, a test, um, you know, to your testament of what, you know, do you, okay, are you really going to get this out there or not? And once you do, there's just wonderful things that happens, you know, um, you just have to persevere and, uh, you just got to continue on and don't quit. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we talk about failure all the time and the people who failed are the people who don't try again because you fail and you, you rearrange that and you do it differently. And then the success will come after multiple failures most times. So that's right. That's right. So another thing that you're doing, so you have, you have, one book out, you got another one getting ready to come out, and then you're you're kind of co-writing another one. You have your own podcast as well. It's called the Juicy Pear Podcast. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. So um, that came about. Um, my friend Sean and I. It was last summer. We were um, kind of in the throes of the pandemic, and um, we, you know, there, it was just very, um, you know, our state had a lot of um, right away very strict rules uh, on the pandemic and it just felt very stifling and stagnant, you know, and we're both very creative people. And we thought, okay, you know, we got to do something here. Um, Mental health just seemed like it was just on the decline and, you know, turn on the news every day. It was just very depressing. And um, so I thought, you know, it would be great to have a podcast where, you know, we could, um, you know, interview different people of, from all different backgrounds and uh, all different experiences in life. You know, if they've overcome something, um, they had an interesting thing happen to them. You know, we love to interview creatives, artists, musicians, um, entrepreneurs, and um, psychics, ghost hunters, all different kinds, basically. And it's just been absolutely um, terrific. I love meeting new people. I love interviewing people. I love to know you know, about how this person got to where they are today and, um, you know, all the obstacles that might've happened, you know, how do they overcame them and, um, how they're living. And, you know, we wanted to help people and we wanted to have fun while doing it. And we're having a great time. And that's, it happened, started out, um, let's see, our first episode came out in November of last year. So we've had consistently, um, pretty much an episode every week since then. So, we're going strong. That's awesome. I I just hit a hundred up on my show and I've been doing it for a year and a half now. And it's, it's always fun to see those milestones as far as people listening yes. to it and, and getting that next episode and then getting that next great interview and being able to talk to people like yourself and, and all these other people that I've got to kind of do a similar thing, you know, talk to them, kind of pick yeah. their brain, figure out how they're doing things. Uh, writing, writing a book has always fascinated me. I've 
I've sat down, like I told you, I, I'm, I'm more of an autobiographical person and I've sat down, I have like 22 mm -hmm. pages of this book that I've been trying to personally write myself. And it's, it's always like, I, I could see why, I don't know if you spent eight years in a row writing it. Cause I feel <laughs> like if I have to spend eight no. years in a row writing it, I'm going to, I'll probably just go no, crazy. It yeah, but, it collected dust here and there. It wasn't like eight years in a row, but yeah, it would have gotten out sooner had I not had so many kids, but <laughs> yeah, life happens. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Yeah. No, I love to pick somebody's brain and, and know, you know, how they got to where they are. And, um, it just fascinates me. And, you know, I love to learn too. Um, I'm always learning about podcasting and, um, it, it's been real fun. I think we're going to do this for a while. And uh, as long as it is fun, we're just going to keep doing it. Well, you made it past the the short, I think what they say most last like six episodes. So yeah, I think what you get, I would think you get, once you get past that, then you start really thinking about it. I hear a lot of people say, well, I, I'm not, I'm doing it because I want to do it. And I really don't think that that's really it. I mean, there's always, al you know, ulterior motives behind it. But I think when you enjoy yeah. it, it makes you want to continue to do it. Money would be nice to have. And I think there's got to be right. some sort of goal for, you know, getting that to happen, getting it monetized, yeah. you know, getting it to the right yeah. people. So, yeah, well, you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to have some fun do doing it because it is a lot of work. There is a lot of behind, as you know, a lot of behind the scenes work to it. So unless you are committed to doing it, you know, after a while, your people, you know, probably won't stick with it because it is a lot of work. Yeah. Yep. And it is. And, it, and if you want a better product, you have to continually be willing to figure that out. And right. that's really what gets people listening. You know, they, I, I hate the people who say, I do this for me, you know, like I do this for me. And it's like, okay, if you're doing it for you, then go ahead and record it and just go put it on your bookshelf. Don't, <laughs> right. don't put it out there for the world yeah. to listen to. Um, yeah. But, they they're yeah, they want themselves to be known. It's, uh, you know, I would think you you don't go into podcasting just so you can talk to yourself and that's it. You, you know, you want to make yourself known. You want to have a product out there that could help people. We want to help people um, as far as, you know, because I think mental health right now, um, you know, boy, we really could use a lot more joy and fun and humor as well as educate out there. And um, that is the driving point of why we do our podcast. You know, we want to educate, but we want to have a lot of fun too. And we want to make it real organic. And um, I think we've achieved that. Well, I think you have a lot of really good things coming on. I enjoy seeing your posts on Facebook and things like that. Uh, before we get to the last question, I know we have your Instagram handle running across the bottom here. Where can they find the book and where can they follow you besides Instagram? Yeah, um, sure. Thank you. Um, so you can, uh, my book is on Amazon. Um, it's called A Gray Resort, G-R-E-Y. Um, you can also look me up on just on Amazon. You can look my name up, Wendy Koch, K-O-K, and it'll, it'll all come up. Um, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you can get books, really. Um, I have a Wendy M. Koch author page on Facebook. You can find me there. I have a website, wendymkochauthor.com. I also have a juicypearpodcast.com. That's our website. You can go ahead and listen to any episode right from your phone. We make it easy. We're also on all the directories. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Wendy Coke 4 And uh, yeah. That's great. You always got to do everything you can to get it all out there. So that's, that's awesome that you have. 
I need to get my website set up. That's the biggest thing that I don't have, but I have the, I have the domain and everything. It's just one of those things where you have to, I got to yeah. do the research and learn how to do it. So, oh gosh, I had to have someone do it. It was still a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, no, I, I um, had some help with that. I couldn't build a website on my own. No. <laughs> well, it's been great hearing your story and getting to hear about your books and all the things you're doing. We do have one last question that I always ask every single guest because the show is called Shaping Success. We want to know what you define your success as. How do you shape your success? Well, I think um, um, success for people can be different. Um, my version of success is if you're doing something that, um, you know, you can feel it in your heart and your soul, you're having fun with it. Um, you know, you know, it's not drudgery and, uh, sometimes, you know, it's scary to actually do what you want to do. It really is. Um, sometimes you have to get out of your own way. So I feel, um, success to me is if you're doing something that really makes you happy, um, sure. The icing on the cake would be, and to get paid for it as well, that'd be great. But if you're doing something that makes you happy, um, I think you are, you know, 90% on your way. You really are. Um, do something that really makes you happy and some take a chance in life. You never know. Yeah, that is a big one. I think that if you're happy doing it, it makes it seem like you're not really doing anything in it at all. And that's what I enjoy about right. these interviews and getting to talk to people like you. Well, I appreciate you taking the time yeah. to uh, be on. And um, I'm going to yeah. get that book and we're going to check it out. So hopefully everyone else is listening. They'll go grab your book. And um, it was great having you on. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Well, that's the end of the show. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 